Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. This is the last in our series, Expand. You're going to hear a lot about a year-end offering. If you want to take part in this offering, stay tuned to the end of the message. We will tell you exactly how you can do that. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Here it is. It's going to be a little bit different uh, than how we usually do things around here. Uh, at this time, I usually come and preach. And uh, this morning, I'm not going to preach. Uh, I'm just going to speak to us. Uh, I'm just going to speak to you guys. So it's going to be kind of similar. But uh, I really want the message this morning, I really want the sermon this morning to be with our actions. Um, as you guys know, if you've been with us these last few weeks, we're taking uh, a year-end offering. Uh, we're calling it our expand offering, our expand 2019 offering. And so uh, I really want that offering to be the message. And so at the end of the service, at the end of my speaking here, we're going to have a time where we can come together and give uh, as a church. And uh, the reason that we wanted to share uh, Josh and Chelsea's story with you guys and with everyone is because we want you to know that at this church, there are stories being told. There are stories being told, and I know that there are some of you guys sitting out there right now, and you have a story. You have a story of how this church has impacted you. You have a story of how God has worked uh, in your life, and I know there are more stories, and one of the reasons I know that there are more stories is because since we started this church some 12, 13 weeks ago, we've had 108 decisions for Jesus. We've had four baptisms which has been amazing. Just keep clapping your hands. Come on. And so the reason this morning we're coming together, the reason we're taking an offering is because we want to keep telling stories. Uh, the whole time, this whole series, I, I've been telling us, this isn't about money. It's not about cash. It's really about us telling a story. It's really about you guys being a part of what God is doing here at Kingdom Church. And I'm believing, we're believing in faith that in 2019, God is going to continue to expand what he's already doing in this church. I can't wait for this time next year, our next offering. You guys are like, what, there's another one next? It's a year, don't worry. <laughs> I can't wait for our next offering because I know at that time there's going to be more stories. I know that there's probably going to be a video. We'll see maybe two videos. I don't know, but I'm believing in faith that it's going to be someone who's not here yet, someone who's never been here because we believe that the best is yet to come. The word offering, what it means, it's, it's literally just to offer something to God. I, I heard someone say, when we give something to God, we should give based on what God has done for us, based on what God has given us. But I don't necessarily know if I can do that because God has given me everything. He's, he's given me everything. Everything I have, I owe to him. And so if, if, if I gave based on that scale, I'd have to give everything I have because God has given me everything. This morning, what God is calling us to do, God is just asking us simply, hey, what do you want to do? What do you want your story to be? There's no number amount. We're not trying to raise a certain amount. It's whatever you feel like God is calling you to give. We're each going to give according to what God has given to us, according to what God has called us to give. It's an absolute honor. Christy and I, last night, we were praying over our offering, and I just, I just kind of shared, I said, it's a, it's a privilege to do this. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to give this offering because I'm believing in faith that God is about to do more with this than I could ever do myself. And, and it, it can be scary if we've never given before and it doesn't matter if it's a little or if it's a lot. If you've never given before, it can be scary. But I'm excited for what God is gonna do because I know that I'm not giving this with, with, with the hopes that 
I'm going to do something with it. I'm giving it with the hopes that God is going to do more than I could ever dream or ever imagine. And that's what this offering is about. And so I told you I'm not preaching. I'm speaking, which is kind of like preaching. But, but really the sermon, uh, and we're going to do it in a few minutes, is we're going to give an offering. Uh, and I just I want to say this first and foremost. If you don't have anything to give, do not feel ashamed. Do not feel embarrassed. We don't want to call you out. We don't want to pressure anyone. That's not what we're doing. We just as a church want to have that opportunity where we can come in faith and have that opportunity where we can give. Because we believe the best is yet to come. Can you guys say best? Best. Best. The best is yet to come. This offering I want us to take before the new year. A lot of us, we make New Year's resolutions. Anyone make New Year's resolutions? Like I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to stop smoking, whatever it may be. Uh, I want us to do this before New Year's because I want us to get our hearts in the right place. I want us to say, God, I am ready for wherever you call us to go in 2019. I'm ready for whatever you want, may ask me to do in 2019. So what we're doing is we're really getting our hearts ready. We're preparing our hearts for where God is calling us to go in 2019. Because I believe it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a year we will never, ever forget. So before we give, I do want to share uh, just a little bit um, It's found in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is an Old Testament book. For those who are unfamiliar with the Bible, the Bible is split into two Testaments. The Old Testament and the New Testament, a simple way to understand it, Old Testament is before Jesus. You guys are like, wow, I thought it was so complicated. Simple. Old Testament is before Jesus was on earth. Um, So Jeremiah is a book. uh, He's a prophet. And so what we're reading today, Jeremiah is having a conversation with God, and God is about to respond to the conversation that Jeremiah has. So in Jeremiah chapter 12, it says this. He says, Lord, you always give me justice, because you got to butter someone up before you're about to, you know, really get into me. He says, Lord, you always give me justice when I bring a case before you. So let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? You have planted them and they have taken root and have prospered. Your name is on their lips, but you are far from their hearts. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and you test my thoughts. Drag these people away like sheep to be butchered. Set them aside to be slaughtered. You guys thought the Bible was filled with perfect people. And saints that called everyone brother and sister. He says, drag them away to be slaughtered. He says, how long, will this, how, how long must this land mourn? Even the grass in the fields has withered. Move aside Al Gore. Jeremiah is worried about the environment <laughs> 2,500 years ago. He says, the wild animals and the birds have disappeared because of the evil in this land. For the people have said, the Lord doesn't see what's ahead for us. So Jeremiah, this is his complaint to God. And the beauty of what a prophet was, a prophet would often get messages from God and the prophet would then bring the message from God to the people. And so God responds and he says to Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, if racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you stumble in the safe country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? Can you guys turn to the person next to you? Just look them right in the eye. We're about to to share the last uh, title um, of the message this morning. It's the last in our Expand series. And what it is, it's really a faith statement. It's a faith statement. So turn to the person next to you and tell them, say, in 2019, 2019, I'm going going to race against horses. horses. Someone clap your hands. 
This is a faith statement. In 2019, I'm going to race against horses. If you're confused, this will make sense in a few moments. A question for you guys. Has anyone in this room ever seen Mission Impossible? Anyone ever seen Mission Impossible? Uh, For those who have never seen Mission Impossible, there are six movies and... uh, Chances are you might have seen one of them at some point. It's with Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise is a man of faith in Scientology. Um, uh, Mission Impossible. Anyone not seen the Mission Impossible movie? Oh, we got a few people. All right, let let me explain to you guys Mission Impossible. So every single movie is the exact same, all six of them. The premise is very simple. Uh, Ethan, who is the main character, Tom Cruise, he has to save the world from something. There is some impending doom. There is some like bad guy that he has to save the world. And so every single time in a cool and new way, uh, Ethan, Tom Cruise gets his mission and it says, your mission, should you choose to accept it? And then it goes on to tell the mission. And so uh, this last summer, uh, Christy and I, you guys like that sounds amazing. Christy and I, uh, this last summer, we saw the sixth Mission Impossible movie. And uh, we quite enjoyed it. We actually, we really enjoyed it. And uh, Mission Impossible holds a special place in our hearts, in our relationships. Uh, one of the first dates that we went on way back in 2011 was to Mission Impossible 4. I was, at, I was reflecting, I was like, why do I like Mission Impossible? And then I was like, oh, yeah. That was one. And so it's a special place in our hearts. And so the sixth movie, we quite enjoyed it. My siblings, uh, they decided to go to the movie on their own time, and they came uh, back to us, and uh, based on our recommendation, they said, Mission Impossible was the worst movie we've ever seen. And I was like, what? I was like, have you guys ever seen a Mission Impossible movie before? And I'll say this, out of the six movies on IMBD, Mission Impossible 6 is the highest rated. So we'll tell you who was wrong. <laughs> Wasn't us. Uh, but they said it was, it was the worst movie. The acting was bad. The plot was terrible. Everything, all the stunts he was doing, they were, they were I was like, what, they're impossible? <laughs> and it's funny, the reason I asked them, I was like, have you ever seen this before? Is because every movie is literally exactly the same. So if you go in there and you don't like the first or the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth, you probably won't like the sixth. And so what I wanted to say to them when they went into that movie and they didn't like it, I wanted to say, what did you expect? What did you expect? Ever. There's no Academy Awards for Best Actor, Best Picture being won in Mission Impossible. That's not why you're going to see it. It's an action movie. It's two hours to just look at the cool stunts that they're doing. What did you expect? What did you expect? Keep that phrase in mind. I told you that this this series that we're doing, uh, it's a mission, it's a vision series. Uh, As a church, we have a mission. This church has a mission. It's, It's super simple. We want to lead people into an authentic relationship with Jesus. That's it. That's why we exist. But, but the thing about this mission, what I realized is I was like, this is actually a very, very big mission. This mission is big. And, and I'm going to be honest, and I've shared with you guys this in the past, this is hard. This church has been the hardest thing that we've ever done. And, and it's big. We, we, there was a census done in Edmonton, uh, the last one that was taken 
it says that in that census, 45% of people identified it as something other than Christian. 31% of those 45 said they had no religious affiliation at all. And so as a church, what we took that to mean was that in Edmonton and surrounding areas, St. Albert, Sherwood Park, Spruce Grove, Stony Plain, you name it, out of all those areas, at least, we're just guesstimating, at least 600,000 people don't know who Jesus is. They don't know the best news that there ever was. They don't know they have a Savior that died for them. They don't know Jesus. And so our mission as a church is to put a dent in that number. We want that number to go down, and I'm not saying we can reach all 600,000 people. That's why we're four churches, because we need more churches, not less churches, because there's so many people. But we want to reach a portion of that 600,000. We want to make people believers. We want to share with them that there is the news, the best news about who Jesus is. But it's hard. It's, 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 it's really hard. Uh, and one of the reasons I think it's so hard is because people are the worst. Did you guys know that? Like, we're the worst. People are the worst. After church last week, um, I was just walking in the lobby, and I walked into a group of people, and they're having a conversation, and it was a funny conversation. They were sharing stories uh, about how people have ditched them from coming to church with them. And they were, like, sharing horror stories, like, man, like, they left me on red. Like, I, I was like, hey, you want to come to church? And I can see they saw it, but no response. They're like, yeah, my friend said they were coming. Then when push came to shove, they were nowhere to be seen. Some of you guys are like, yep. Like, I can relate. And as I walked into that conversation, I was like, man, like, and for me, like, I'm, in, I'm inviting people every single week, and sometimes I get responses, sometimes I don't. But the thing is, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. It's, it's a difficult thing. It's difficult to put a dent in that number. But friends, I am believing in faith that if God has called us to it, he's about to bring us through it. And although it may be hard, although it may, be, it may seem impossible, God spoke to me this week. You know what he said? He said, what did you expect? He said, what did you expect? Did you think this was going to be easy? Did you think this was going to be easy? It's funny, Jeremiah has this complaint against the Lord. And what the complaint is, um, and a lot of us, we wish, like, if we complained, like, God would respond to us, like he responded to Jeremiah. But we have the privilege of reading it because this response, I think, speaks directly to us as a church. His response, in essence, he's just saying, why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? You have planted them, and they have taken root, and they have prospered. In essence, what Jeremiah is saying, he's like, how come people that don't follow you seem to be doing okay? This is why church is very difficult in Canada because everyone, for the most part, not everyone, but a lot of people, are doing okay. We have our basic needs covered. We have, we have houses. We, we have cars. We have food on our table. And so Jeremiah's complaint is like, God, like, if you created people and we as people need you, how come people don't see the need for you? It's hard. It's hard. And, and Jeremiah, as he's speaking, I, I can see his frustration because what frustration is, a lot of time, it's just things not going how we expected them to go. Some of us, a part of this church, maybe we thought it'd be easier than it is. Maybe we thought we'd be further along right now than, than we would be, than we are. And his complaint is like, God, why? Like, this is hard. But I love God's response. And it's a metaphor, and it's going to make sense in a second if you didn't get it already. He says, Jeremiah, he says, if racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? Friends, I, I told us in faith, in faith in 2019, we're about to race against horses. 
You see, to race against men, that makes sense. That's a logical thing. That's, that's a race that we can win. That's, and so as God is using this metaphor, he's saying, Jeremiah, your worries, your fears, your complaints, those are all, those are all human things. They're human things. But, 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 but Jeremiah, and, and for this church and for us in this room, God's will for us is not to race against men. God's will for us in this room is not to be ordinary. God's will for us in this church is not to live in disappointment. It's not to live in frustration. God wants us to race against horses. If you guys, there, there was a race a few years ago, if you guys know the, 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 the football, football player, Chad Johnson, he tried to race a horse. He's like, I can beat a horse. He's a fast football player. He lost. It wasn't close. You cannot win a race against a horse. It's impossible. It's impossible. Someone say, It's impossible. Why does God call us to race against horses if it's impossible? Because with God, all things are possible. Come on, clap your hands. If you guys have ever seen a Mission Impossible movie, it's interesting, it's called Mission Impossible, yet by the end of it, it's always possible. He always comes out on top, he always, he always ends up winning, I guess is the word. And so for as impossible and for as big as our mission is in this church, as hard as it may seem, as down as we can get at times, God's will for us is still to race against horses. God's will for us is still to be extraordinary. It's still to do more than we could ever dream, ever imagine, ever even hope for. Because if God called us to it, I'm believing in faith in 2019 that God is going to bring us through it. The reason we're taking this offering, you guys are like, what does the offering have to do with this? It's just in faith. It's faith. A lot of times with faith comes frustration. That's what we've been talking about. When things don't go how we expected, when our life isn't where it would be, we get frustrated. And last week, I think I spoke on frustration without even really overtly saying it. I said the word that God gave us was to look again. I said, look again. Because so many of us in our first look, it's like, I don't know if I have anything to give. I don't know if I have time to give. I don't know if I have finances to give. But God said, look, again. And the reason he has told us to look again, the reason we are taking this offering, it's out of faith. And I've used that word faith a lot. What faith is, what faith means. Faith is believing something even though you can't see it. That's the story of Kingdom Church. God placed a vision in my heart and in Christy's heart, and it was something that no one else could see, but I saw it. And then we saw it. And then more people saw it. And we are believing in faith that the best is yet to come, that more people are going to see it, that there's going to be more story. There's going to be more people who are like, I wasn't a church person. I would never invite someone to church. I would never come to a church. There's going to be more stories in 2019 of God doing miraculous things. And so with this offering, what we're saying is this. We're saying, God, I might not necessarily see it, but I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. And that's why we're giving. It's, it's an offering. It's a heart. It's a privilege. It's saying, God, I'm going to give this, and I'm going to trust that you can do with this more than I could ever do. And that's why we're doing this. And in a moment when we take this offering, I want us to understand, and it's a privilege, it's a privilege to be a part of the story that God is telling. It's a privilege that God has said, hey, I want you to, to make a difference. Hey, in 2019, I want you to race against horses. You've raced against men long enough. I want you to race against horses.
Mateus, if you could just come up here. We're going to close. It's funny, I want you guys to understand this. As we move into 2019, we're believing in faith that the best is yet to come. We're believing in faith that God has called us to race against horses. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. In fact, God promises that it's going to come with difficulties. What he says in the next part, he says, if running uh, on the open, I don't have the verse in front of me. Kreese will be working on that one. He says, if you stumble in safe country. In other words, he's like, if, if you're tripping when things are easy, he's like, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? I looked up thickets this week because I was like, I don't know what a thicket is. It's just like a big bush. And a lot of times animals would actually die in these bushes because they would get caught and they legitimately couldn't move. And so for a lot of us in 2018, it's actually been safe country. We've been in safe country and it's been kind of smooth and we thought that God was stretching us, but in 2019, God is about to really, really stretch us. He's about to bring us to the thickets. But there's a promise and I've repeated it over and over again, if God brought us to it, he's about to bring us through it. If you guys could just stand to your feet. I wanna, I wanna share a verse and it's a promise as we enter into the thickets. It's a promise as we give this offering. I know for a lot of us, this is a big deal. This is something we're not necessarily used to. But there's a promise that no matter where we go, no matter what we do, no matter how hard things get, Jesus is always gonna be with us. It's a psalm, it's Psalm 139. He says this, he says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, God, you are there. If I make my bed in depths, if I make mistakes, if I mess up, if I do things that is, is, there's no way you could forgive it. There's no way I want anyone to know what I was doing. If you go there, God says, I am still there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Guys, we're believing in faith that in 2019, God's about to hold us up. He's about to take us on the wings of eagles. He's about to let us race with horses. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the message. If you want to take part in this special year-end offering, we encourage you, download the Tithely app and look up Kingdom Church. Everything you need is right there. You can give and you can begin to tell your story here at Kingdom Church. Take care.